previously on Dread and Breakfast. You know, I was just in that time of life when um, you find out that you were the other woman in the relationship for like a year and a half. This picture, the caption underneath is you, Tess Ellington, Claudia Rhodes, and Marty Melcher. I don't recognize my coworker? Nope. Weird, isn't it? My name's Agent Carrot. Uh, this is GMC51. It's it's a genetically modified cryptid. Goldilocks, his name is MMJ, Mothman Junior. Your memories of Theo, and by implication, Theo himself, they are fading, and they're fading fast. Our plan is to get some holy ground to help bind it. Hello, Sean. One of those two bottles clatters onto the ground, skidding across the floor, and the other flies through the spot where you had been and instead strikes Marigold. <gasps> yeah, no, I'm fine. I'll get it. Just go ahead and leave. You're, you're pretty good at that now, aren't you? <laughs> looks at him sideways. We'll deal with that later. And sprints down the street. All of your hearts are pounding, beating so fast and so hard you're afraid your ribs might crack. Your veins thrum with adrenaline and your minds are racing. Sean and Carrot, you rush into the garage and Carrot, you're still carrying Marigold, who's outwardly still a bit indignant, but whose blood has nearly soaked through the bandana you tied around her leg. Tess, you are already there with Amy. You've beaten your friends and Orc's acquaintance, I guess, (laughs) by a few minutes but you are still jittery with the rush of your escape from the church. In that time, you've helped Amy carry out some unconventional ghost hunting supplies from Carrot's van, and as you did, you passed by Lewis, who is still asleep on Carrot's fold-out bed. But Tess, as you yourself have mentioned, you're tired. Amy is talking to you, but it takes a second for your brain to register words as something intelligible and... You are pushing your limits. Your body and mind are dulled by exhaustion, so from now on, Tess, whenever you make a pull from the tower, you have to make one extra. No! So sorry. (laughs) So sorry. This is not my fault. You have done nothing to fix your exhaustion. So sorry. I owe. What am I supposed to be like? And today, on today's episode of Dread and Breakfast, <laughs> Tess is going to take a nap. I like, like, uh, has got to have Red Bull in his fucking van. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> things are a little bit harder for you to do because you are running on fumes right now. Cool and great. Awesome. <laughs> um, but Tess, exhaustion notwithstanding, you look up as Carrot, Sean, and Marigold burst in. For all of you, the past few hours have been a whirlwind. You've all just narrowly escaped the wrath of an oddity, a creature that up until very recently some of you didn't even know existed. Sean, Tess, your home, your friends, your memories, all of that was taken from you by this ghost, this H290. But now it's time for you to take them back. Welcome to the final part of Spectrophobia. Strap in, motherfuckers. Let's go! Punch him in the mouth. Punch him now in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Now, Sean. Now, maybe we could have gotten Shadow's help with this part. 
if we hadn't been so swingy back in the church, you know? Swingy. He's already eaten two of my friends, so uh, I'm going to punch him in the mouth. I mean, he hasn't. Can you remember your friends? Can I, God? Yeah, Claudia is fuzzy, and Theo is like, like, Claudia is like TV static fuzzy, right? Theo is like a moldy peach, like at the moment. So like, (laughs) you know. Am I allowed to object to my character being called a moldy peach? I feel like I should be allowed to object to that. So anyway, you are all once again in the garage. Um, Amy and Tess, you have the supplies from Carrot's van on the table. Carrot, this shit came out of your van, so please describe to me, what did Amy find? Amy found my uh, my bulk box of uh, shaving cream. Uh, we got okay. <laughs> we got a shit ton of it, because I gotta keep the looks up. <laughs> but why? Because I'm off in the wild hunting for ghosts and other such spooky things Are you in sure the night. Because there's no one special that you might want to impress. I'm absolutely <laughs> sure of that. There is no sure? one like there is no one like that in my life, Christine. You are not in this what room right now to say these words. As you carry Marigold in bridal style. <laughs> But, yeah, okay, so there is, like, ten things of shaving cream on the table. What else did Amy find in your van? Uh, let's call them experimental gloves. Oh! Oh, so now we have two pairs? What? What is, what is different about these gloves? These are, like, uh, a proto-prototype from Carson that I got by, like, beg-borrowing and stealing them from him. <laughs> Uh, for the listener, Carson's a guy who did a thing in the la- in like past episodes. Chromophobia story too, yeah. Um, but Carson designed the gloves, and I think Carson uh, begrudgingly uh, gave me <laughs> my own set. Uh, it does sometimes go on the fritz, and they don't always work, but it's better oh, than nothing. Oh, okay, excellent. So, uh, shaving cream and gloves. Tess is what you mm-hmm. and Amy have unloaded from this van. That's um, it. <laughs> God. Yes. I I think, and this is this is just me being pedantic, but also because I want to pull from the tower. Okay, um, you can always pull for any reason. Well, Ooh. I I think that in the spirit of dread, when you are acquiring something that is not strictly on your character sheet, I think you do sometimes pull from the tower. I mean, my friend, my my yes. sweet sweet friend. Yes. If you want to pull to have some fucking gloves, pull for some gloves. I'm I was just going to give that gloves, to you out of baby. the goodness of my heart. Fabrice, you, Fabrice, your your priorities just continue to astound me. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Marissa gave you the thing, and then you were like, nah, nah, nah. I feel like now is the time that I need to pull for this. Like, I'm following the rules, kind of. <laughs> right, but I'm. I guess that seems more Theo than Fab. <laughs> That's <laughs> Here's That's here's what fair. I will say. We will use that pull as a determiner for how on the fritz these gloves are, right? So originally okay. in my head, I was like, all right, they work 25% of the time. With your successful pull, it'll be like a 50-50 shot whether or not they work. Okay. okay. I can so take that. So you have, you have upped their efficiency. Can I pull again to up their efficiency? Absolutely more? fucking not. It is. We need to move <laughs> the story along. This is the finale of this arc. Bummer. Let's go. So... You all rush into the garage. Tess, you were already with Amy. Oh, 
Uh, so like we rush in and I would like to like push everything off the table and put it, push it onto the floor and plop Marigold on the table because we need to take care of this shit right now. Yes, there is still a first aid kit. We'll say that was also like on the table. So you grab that, you shove everything off to the side and like Amy starts freaking out. She's like, oh my God, what, what, what happened? What, mom, are you okay? Like what, what happened? Yeah, well, um, the ghost, which uh, was successfully removed from this house and contained at a- another location, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> so uh, we saw that ghost again. Uh, it threatened to kill you uh, and then threw some glass at your mom. So that was cool and fun, but we got the dirt. Uh, so call up the uh, ghost team medical service or whatever, and uh, let's. Uh, how do we get the ghost out? <laughs> Wait, why was it? Why was he mad at me? I was nothing but nice to Shadow. I gave him a bunch of new dresses and put him in a little hat. <laughs> uh, Amy, I believe that you may have answered your own question. <laughs> I think that might have answered itself, you know? So, Carrot, you were the one taking care of Marigold, I assume? Uh, I was not going to, actually. I was just, I just put her on the table and it's like, all right, cool, medical bag, great. Someone that knows something about this can fix it. I think Tess would know some basic first aid. She did take that very good class from Jill, absolutely. Um, and because you have had uh, training in some sense, you will not have to pull. You are able to clean the wound, you know, dress it as best you can with what you have in the first aid kit. Cool. I was going to get really in-depth with first aid stuff, but that's not interesting. So, Oh, you can <laughs> if you would like to. No, I mean, like, is she still, like, you said she's still bleeding, like, through the handkerchief. Like, is there still an active bleed happening? It has slowed down, but it is still bleeding, yes. It got okay. very, very deep, and, like, the gash is about as long as, like, uh, like your index finger. Like, it was a pretty, a decently long one. Um, okay, this would, uh... <laughs> it's dread! I, it's dangerous! Yeah, like, I know! I'm just concerned about the fact that, like, okay, I'm not... Uh, but I'm not chill. Okay, but, like, okay. <laughs> okay, Marigold, you need to keep putting pressure on this because it, you're really badly cut. Um, How are you feeling? I'm fine. I can walk. It will be fine. So it, we just need to come up with Damn, a Damn, sorry for caring about you, but yeah, don't... Just keep putting pressure on the wound, okay? And then she, like, walks away. Uh, are you sure you don't... There's not, like, a medical branch of your secret ghost hunters club? Can't we call them? Or just, like, a regular ambulance, I guess? And at that, Marigold kind of bristles, Sean, and she says, We are not calling conventional authorities in until we have this situation under control. I've suffered... Carrot's missing an eye. It's This happens. So what... What is the plan? Why is there shaving cream on the ground? <laughs> so Amy and I got this shaving cream out of the van because we're dealing with a reflection ghost, right? So how can we get rid of all the reflective surfaces? That's basically what we're thinking. And I don't know if we have enough blankets in the house or whatever, but shaving cream on the windows, cover up the reflection, right? That works. And then we're going to get the ghost to manifest in the one little locket mirror. And we're going to... Put once it's manifest in there. Once it's there, then we're gonna put that in a bag full of debt, which Tess holds up. Yeah, that bag, and then it's trapped. Yeah, and um, this is Amy. We know that it like glitches out with light, so we just have to use our light stuff, right? And Amy uh holds up 
she has like a like a pocket flashlight like one that is on like her keychain those like little tiny things that light up yeah i have a horrible question though Mm Hmm. do our lights still work after shadow messed with them so thank you so much tess for this beautiful Uh segue Sean, you dropped your flashlight on the ground and never picked it up, so that is still at the church. Um, Whoops. Tess, your (laughs) ring light does not function. No. I turn mine off. Yes, so your industrial flashlight is still functioning. Fuck yeah. But other than that and the little keychain thing that Amy has, that's all that you got. Fuck off. Uh, Where did Lewis drop his camera? He dropped it on the stairs, like, going up to, like, from the basement. So his camera is still somewhere either on the stairs or in the basement. Adds to to to-do list. Grab camera on (laughs) stairs. Also, just point of order. Is Lewis, like, out for the count for this? He's still just, like, asleep. He is sleeping for eight hours. Yeah, so I fucking guess he's just having a cool snooze fest in the van. (laughs) Jealous. (laughs) Yeah, poor Lewis. He, he had a real act three arc, too. It's a shame. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so Marigold goes to stand up from her table, and she almost, like, eats shit. <laughs> like, she stumbles, and Amy has to, like, steady her. And Amy's like, Mom, you can't, you can't come. Like, you, you gotta sit this one out. Like, it, it, Carrot, back me up here. Galdilocks she's right. You're not fit for duty right now. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, plus your blood seems like it would be reflective, so maybe we don't need to oh, add any more pools yeah. of that to the house. <laughs> hey, hey, Sean, Sean, can I tell you something right now? That's a fucking great up point you're making right there. Hey, <laughs> Goldilocks, sit the fuck down. Your blood's gonna get us all killed. Okay, fine. Then I will handle things on this end so that you get out safe. Just, do you have any questions for me? Because I can't really talk to you once you're in the house how do we get to the center i don't really remember that part and i think walking around in a labyrinth like that right now with it out is probably a bad idea yeah how do we make sure that we cover all exits and and ensuring that it's going to come through the mirror that we want it to come through how do we do that it'll come through that mirror when it can't come through any others and it wants to get us Carrots, right? Just narrow its opportunities to pop through something by shaving cream. Blankets were a good idea. The mirrors in the basement. The main path is a spiral that leads to the center. The center is where it took Claudia and probably Theo. Go into the rightmost hallway entrance. Do not branch off and stick to the left. Eventually you'll get there and do not touch the mirrors. Why? What would happen if we touched them? Marigold, like, the more she is having to divulge, the more, like, pain she looks physically and, like, mentally. Cool. Um, Okay. So we just got to go in because she's going to die. Okay. (laughs) Well, she says the mirrors are designed so that they are easy to manifest through for oddities as well as people. If you jump through one you'll come out of another but i don't know how to control where you end up it's also extremely dangerous we don't know the long-term effects there hasn't been any double blind study so just don't touch anything cool don't touch creepy ghost shit got it uh sean that is just a good general rule of thumb that is 
says the man with a Mothman Jr. on his shoulder. He is not a ghost. He is a cryptid. There is a difference. I will fight you on this woman. (laughs) And Marigold, uh, her laptop was on that table. Carrot, we'll say you didn't push that very expensive piece of equipment off because it was sitting like on the end with the first aid kit. She drags that over to her. And as you're watching uh, that energy reading... Uh, is still ticking up. And unfortunately, when you left for the church, it was at like a 60 out of 100. Now it's at like a 90. Fuck. We gotta go. Tess grabs a bottle of shaving cream and like tosses it to Sean. I'll take it and uh, got my good, good punching gloves. And still a little bit of ghost dust. That could be handy. Wait, ghost dust? Like from Mothy, or are you talking about the no. shavings? No, he's got no, the, yeah, shavings. the shavings. I think, yeah, you have like enough maybe for like one use, and that's it. It's more than none. You have exactly <laughs> one pocket sand. <laughs> yeah, one one pocket sand. I, w- I will ask, uh, does someone else want Carrot's ghost gloves? Because Carrot wasn't necessarily going to take those. Carrot has like, you know. Sure, Tess will take greens. them. Okay. Wait, are these the 50-50 ones? Yes. Uh, (laughs) All right, I guess I'll take the 50-50 gloves because there's no use in leaving them behind. I think Carrot just has a flashlight and then uh, shaving creams. Like, not like a bandolier of shaving creams, but that's the idea of what I'm going for. I, like, in my heart of hearts, Carrot is wearing cargo pants, so you can fit maybe six of them in your bad boys, so I (laughs) think you're good. Okay. So, how do you plan on getting in the house? There are a couple of entrances. Um, there's the back door that leads directly to the basement and the back stairway. There's the front door to the foyer. Or in the first episode, which was eons ago, y'all broke Lewis's window and Lewis lives on the first floor. So you could climb in that way if you so choose. I, I have an idea because it sounds like Amy is part of our coterie now. No one has stopped her and she has okay. also loaded up on shaving cream like to the max. Okay. I know this worked so well the last time we tried to do this, but what if Amy tries to distract the ghost for us so that we can get in, like, unassaulted? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Do you want me to, like, run upstairs? And I have a shit ton of blankets. We use them for that shitty blanket fort in uh, episode two. So, like, I can go get those and distract it on my way and regroup with you in the basement? Or you could go upstairs, make a lot of noise, and then stay there. Don't we have to cover, like, every reflective surface in the house? Like, we're going to have to go upstairs, too. Not necessarily. It knows where we are. It's not going to manifest upstairs if we're downstairs. Do you see what I mean? okay. Sorry, I'll pretend to be a character that is smart. (laughs) No, that that is a fair point, because, like, technically, it could yeet itself up to like the top floor to escape if you corner it you have not seen it run from you yet it has only attacked you and it's stronger now so what we're gonna want to do is surprise it it doesn't know we have a plan to snare the bugger it's gonna manifest in the mirror thinking it's got us and then bam into the dead sounds like a plan Marigold is, you know, applying pressure to her wound. She has her laptop near her. She watches she, with her free hand, pulls out her cell phone. And she pulls Amy in for, like, a really tight hug and whispers something into her ear. 
And then when that embrace ends, she looks at all of you in turn very seriously and says, good luck. All right, here we go. Which way are you three going in? And which way does Amy, the one woman distraction, do you want her to go in? Uh, What's the quickest way for us to get into the basement? Yeah. And what's the quickest way for Amy to get upstairs? Both would be the same. So the back staircase just connects like everyone's apartment to the basement. So the quickest way for her to get upstairs would be that one. And the quickest way for you to get to the basement would also be that one. Is that also the stairwell where the camera is? Yes. Cool. Let's mm. do that. <laughs> Does, is there a front? Is there a front staircase? Yes. Yeah. Amy could go through the front. It would just take her a little bit longer. I think that's better because then that has more space between her and us. Cool. Okay. Then Amy gives you all like the dopest high five that you've ever had in your entire life. Hell yeah. And she's like, uh, don't, don't die. I guess I'll meet up with you in, I don't know, a little bit. Okay. Okay. Bye. And then she fucking sprints around the other side of the house. <laughs> <laughs> So you head around back to the basement, like back stairway, and inside the house is not quite the same as it was when you last left it. Oh, the windows that face the outside—you all remember—they're like leading down that stairway. Those there are those like storm, like glass block windows. Uh-huh. All of those are covered in thin spider webbing cracks. And all along the stairs, you see that all of the back doors to all of your apartments are open. And from these doors in front of them and cascading down the steps is a blanket of glass. You see shattered vases. You see, like, plates. You see knives. You see bowls. You see anything that is reflective from all of your apartments, like some objects you recognize, these things twinkle like stars at you in the dim lights you shine at them. (sighs) As you walk in, you all hear Claudia's song, but only pieces of it. A mere whisper of a melody lurking in the corners, first above you, then below you, then next to you, in all of these new scattered places for H-19 to travel. And that song that you've been hearing stops abruptly when you hear the front door open and slam shut. And you can't hear what she says, but you can hear Amy yelling something. And then you hear, like, the very distant footfalls of her. It sounds like she, like, runs all the way up the stairs and then kicks something and runs down the stairs and then back up them. Like, she is taking her job very seriously. Good. Right. So we're, we're going hot and heavy with the shaving cream right away. <laughs> just a, just a, a big old, a big old layer of that shit right on the ground. Uh, I need one of you to make me a pull uh, who's on shaving cream duty to make sure you get all of them or at least almost all of them. Well, not me, because I'm double pull McGee, so. <laughs> I, I think I suggested it, so it's only fair that I do the thing. I agree. <laughs> All right, Carrot. <laughs> this is the most diplomatic we've ever been about tower poles. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. 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 Excellent. Thank you very much. Carrot, under your direction, you are able to uh, get the windows, you get the steps. Um, you do it so well that you don't have to pull for like 
sliding on shaving cream going down, um, because that is also uh, a thing to consider. That's fair. On the way down, you all find Lewis's camera. It's like near the bottom of the steps. It looks like it took a tumble <laughs> when he dropped it. The lens is cracked, but it does look usable. That's fine. <laughs> Tess, you grab the camera. You test it. There's a flash. Perfect. You have all, at this point, reached the basement floor. And there is quiet. You don't know where the oddity is. You don't know from which of the ample reflective surfaces it might be watching you, but you don't hear anything yet. Cool. Um, The water in this part of the basement has not yet receded. As you remember, it creeps out from that storeroom door, which is still open. Um, There are spotty patches of water, but otherwise it is cement. And you would also remember that to get to the mirror zone, you go through the storage room like hallway and then through that locked black door into the mirror zone. Um, There is a laundry zone down here, right? Yes, there is. Cool. Tess is going to run and grab the load of laundry that Claudia left in the dryer and like scatter it around to try and mop up the water so that it's not reflective. Hey, Tess, that's a great fucking idea. I would give you inspiration if this was D&D. Um, well, you know what you could do. <laughs> yeah, what could I do? You could make me not have to pull. <laughs> um, You know, I you're not going to pull for this one because you are just throwing t-shirts on the ground. And I'm pretty sure Tess can do that without much difficulty. Sweet. Um, as tired as she is. That's just unpacking. Yeah. <laughs> that's easy. Um. Uh, Claudia has a lot of laundry down here. <laughs> so we'll say that you are able to make basically a four-person wide path from like the safe part of the basement to that storage room hallway and i think you would have maybe like four shirts left over if you wanted to throw that in the storage room hallway as well sure excellent you all go forward into that storage room yes yes Mm -hmm. yes excellent so as you all remember this room is full of a bunch of shit (laughs) including that glass um coffee table but instead of everything being propped up neatly the glass top has cracked and shards are scattered across the space um tess you're able to make it halfway with your little t-shirt barrier but uh there's still some things and across this space you see that black mat door which is closed sean will cream the uh glass shards yeah you do and it's it's you all kind of get this like sense of not cockiness but you're all emboldened like your plan is working and you all you know cream which is just a lovely adjective thank you jacob um (laughs) all the reflective surfaces that you can there is still the water that you're standing in and you approach this black mat door and to remind you it has the runes around its door frame and there is a like keypad and also a fingerprint scanner and carrot when you try this door it is locked i try my my hand on the fingerprint scanner yeah you you pop your thumb on there lights up red is still locked with the gloves help fuck yeah you, you try it with the gloves still nothing what about with the real gloves? Can I try it with the real gloves? You absolutely can. Make me a pull. No, I'm kidding. You don't have to make me a pull. Uh, still nothing. It is locked. And on that screen, a little message comes up that's uh, no DNA match. Damn it. As you're standing there, you start to hear 
footsteps on the other side of the door and you hear someone trip and fall and you hear <gasps> a voice. Oh no. Hey Fob, what do they hear? Uh Sean. The- Theo? Is that is that hey. you? Are you Holmes? Are you okay? Tess? Uh I don't know if this is real. Sean, it might not be him. It might not be him. Like a chill goes down Tessa's spine as she's saying this. Who else would it be? But it, it could. It, he got sucked in. It could be bad, Theo. How do we know? How can we check? How do we. It could be him. Is Carrot here? Carrot, Carrot, do you hear him? Do you hear something? Uh, God, I'm assuming that Carrot does hear this. Yeah, yeah, everyone okay, can hear this. Just making yes. sure. Damn, uh, okay, yeah. there goes my theory. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that your friend? Yeah, 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 that's that's Theo. Is he okay? Is he is he there? I don't know. And from the other side of the door, you hear someone start to fiddle with the lock on the door. This it's a very complicated mechanism, but for someone who's able to pick locks, Tess readies the camera. Okay. So you guys hear like, "Whoa, thank God." And then like just like the the lock sound fiddles faster as it like hurriedly being tried to open. The fingerprint scanner short circuits, goes dark, and you hear the door unlock. And uh, Theo, I'd imagine you'd pull open the door. I pull open the door. Tess takes a picture. Make me pull. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That is two. So sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, here's I'm one. sorry, Tess. Oh. Uh, uh, oh. It's, it's really it's him, and then I'll just get a rad picture of him. But if it's not, then you know, like, <laughs> oh no, it's gonna be the. Oh, oh god. Okay. Okay. That was one. one, that, was one that was one. Okay. Uh, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can. It's gonna be the first it. photo. It oh no. Oh of no. Your new oh, photo it's wall. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Flash. Like yeah, fuck. like Theo like spasms, kind of stumbles, and yeah. Tess, Sean, and I guess Carrot. You're seeing this man for the first time, but he Theo looks rough. Um, his hair is tousled. There are dark splotches of ink on most of his shirt and his pants. There's even a bit of it smeared on his cheek, and he's <gasps> on the ground. <laughs> um, I look oh up. My God. I okay. look up at uh, at Tess and Sean. And I guess Carrot, but not really. I'm mostly looking at Tess and Sean, and I'm just at a... You see, like, a big smile and just, I'm magic, baby. I just jump through fucking time and space. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Tess runs over and just, like, bear hugs him and is crying. Sean also, but without the tears, but... Yeah. Give that guy a hug. Carrot is just like, I... I um, and then they both like just run in for the hug, <laughs> and Carrot like can't really get a word out edgewise. As you go to embrace Theo, both of you are wearing the gloves, and you like pull him into this hug, just wrapping your arms around him, and like you're you're just so elated, like holy shit, he got out. But your arms pass through him. Yeah, that's exactly it. Your hands stay firm. And Theo, still in that puddle of water, you realize, like, as you are hugging him, he is shorter than you remember because he's up to his ankles in the water, and that doesn't make sense because the water isn't that deep. Oh, wait, 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 wait. And hold you, up, hold and up. you see the, like, the happy, I, beaming I, smile I, of Theo just, like, turn evil and wicked 
and the eyes are suddenly just like glinted with malice and it just grabs both of you in like an iron grip and starts to drag down. Both of you make me a pull, please. Oh shit! But hold up! But I took a picture of him, and it was and he. You, you uh, did, and it's almost as if the oddity has gotten stronger, and things oh are less no. effective as they once were. All right, here I go. Sorry. No. He did. The spasm. oddity got stronger, and I remained dumb. <laughs> oh, All right, that, thank you, Sean. Roller coaster for Tess, like. She just th- thought that uh, that he's back, and oh my god! I'm sorry that I ruined everyone's you ca- life. You guys have so <laughs> much. Me. You guys, I'm so excited for the breakfast where I get to. <laughs> you with oh, oh no! Oh, oh this is horrible! <laughs> this is horrible! <laughs> what a way to go! Oh shit! All right, wait on me. What happens here? So, Tess, you have knocked over the tower. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. you had gone to hug Theo first. Theo, who you realized too late, was the much, much stronger H219. So this ghost has a better hold on you than it does on Sean. So when it goes to pull you down... Sean, you're able to slip out of its grasp. You kind of like sidestep out of its reach and take a step back. Tess, as it's pulling you down, that disguise drops. It's not Theo anymore. The color seeps out of his eyes, leaving them a milky corpse white. And it's this watercolor, shadowy, undulating, multifaceted monster. It slides down and you feel yourself go with it. But at the last second, Carrot gets you in a bear hug from behind and hoists you out of the way. (laughs) Tess, you are doomed, but for now, you are safe, it seems. As a reminder, when you knock the tower over in the horror RPG Dread, you are either immediately removed from the game or you are doomed, which means that you can be removed at any time. So... Okay. Uh, Carrot, you yank Tess back. You all kind of stumble eight steps backwards. There is still water on the ground. And you see H219 rise up from the water again, but it only is attached by inches now. And you watch as it gets angry. Some of its form sloughs off of it like mud oozing over flesh. And... Wisps of its watercolor form merge and melt and reform themselves until it sprouts another arm. (gasps) And then another. And another. A dozen long limbs that each sprout hands with spindly fingers emerge from this thing. And H219 looks at you, and still in Theo's voice, it growls, I am going to get out, or you are going to die. And it shoves one of its hands into the water at its feet. And Carrot, like, you, you do you do a head count. Yeah. Like, you are trying to see where who is going to go after. Even in the dim light, you catch a quick glimpse of your reflection in Sean's glasses. But it's not your reflection that you see. It's H219's hand manifesting out through Sean's glasses. And, uh... Oh, shit. Oh. So... 
Sean, you have the unique perspective to see first one arm reach through <laughs> your left lens and then another out through your right as your glasses shatter and crack. Um, Carrot, I need you to make me a pull, please, as it reaches for you. You got it. Um, oh, and Fab, while you're doing that, just a note about the tower. Um, we have rebuilt it after Tess knocked it over. Oopsie doozy. And uh, we've also all made three pulls for a total of 12. So it is still pretty unsteady. And we still have that good, no, good uh, tower oh, tension oh, going. Okay. Excellent. Thank you very all much. Right, we're come at me. Sean, these things shoot out of your glasses, cracking them to bits. And Carrot, you watch as one, or you feel, I guess, as one latches around your throat and the other around, uh, it actually grabs Mothman Jr. Yes. No! I I think if you grabbed Mothman Jr., uh, he's gonna be a bit surprised by that and might do a little uh, dust on ya. All right, roll me a d6. All right. Let's see what machinations are coming. Come on, nothing. It's a five. It's a five? <laughs> All right, fine, fine. Yeah, why not? Cool. Let me think about what is near you. Oh, yeah, fuck it. All right. Mothman Jr. <laughs> is grabbed, and he reflexively just shoots out this bout of dust. And you rolled a five, which, as we all fucking remember from the church bullshit, is something randomly telepathically breaks. So, Sean, your, like, glasses right at the bridge where they meet snaps in half. And they fall from your face, which disrupts the angle that the arms were coming out at and... The ghost was not expecting this turn of events, and its arms were at, you know, like, how tall is Sean? Like, 5'6 level, and suddenly they're, like, ground level. So that momentum breaks its hold on you, Carrot, and and the arms just kind of, like, suck back into the things. Um, point of order, though. Sean, your glasses are now broken and on the ground, which means you can't see too good, which also means that, like your doomed counterpart, whenever you make a pull, oh, it needs no! to have an extra one because you can't see shit. Yay, great. <laughs> uh, speaking of pulls, where is the ghost now that I can see, at least? The ghost is still in front of you. Um, it, like, stands up now with all of these arms. Behind it, you do see the mirror zone. You're about, like, I don't know, like 10 feet from it. Uh, yeah, I would like to pocket sand it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, you... <laughs> Sean, I'm going to make you pull, though. Make me two pulls, because now you are blindly throwing... Yeah, but it's a fresh-ish tower, baby. It's a beautiful, Ish. beautiful, fresh, you are and welcome. tower. Sean, I gotta My say... My death is your game. I saw, I saw the eye of the tiger in you, and I knew that you had what it takes to make this really good fucking decision right now. I've done both my pulls. Excellent. Sean, yes, even though the world consists of vague blurs, you launch the last of these iron shavings towards the blur that you know to be H219, and you hit it. You fucking hit it. Yeah. This thing, much like uh, when, Tess, you, you flashed it with the camera, it spasms and kind of twitches. It is still much more vital than you thought, but you all have a second to run. How effective might punching be? Sean, I will do this for you. Because you've already pocket sanded it, you will only have to make one pull to punch it, because it is a still target. I, I will accept this offer. All right. Ah. All right. The one-two ah. punch. Okay. okay. All right. 
Cool. All right, so <laughs> why are we already this bad? Damn it. Oh, okay. Anyway, we um, so <laughs> we did this to ourselves. Sean, yeah, you, like, in one hand, you have the pocket sand. You throw it in a beautiful arc. It gets, like, right in this thing's eyes. And then in three quick steps, you are at it, and you punch it in the fucking jaw. This thing doesn't have bones, but if it did, you would have heard a, a very satisfying crunch. Ooh. And it, like, falls down, and it falls down into the water, into this mirror, and it's gone. Cool. Uh, time to run. Into the maze. Into the no, maze. Cool. Into the maze. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. So you all run into the mirror. So your footsteps splash against the puddles of water that are all over this floor. And just as Theo had seen, you see this disorienting array of hallways with all of these mirrors. There are large ones, small ones, ones at odd angles, one hanging from ceilings on the ground. And it's so disorienting and carrot you knew what to expect kind of but even you are dizzied by the sheer optical fuckery of this funhouse maze so are you running are you being cautious like what is the vibe here uh i think i'm running and i am as they say run and gun i got my shaving creams out and i'm just like everywhere all right excellent tess would follow his lead yeah, Sean is behind squinting and hopefully maybe grabbing onto somebody for some guidance or something. I mean, okay, as a professional half-blind person, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I have vision issues out the wazoo, you would still be able to see us and, like, you know what we look like, so we would just be blurry. Yeah. It's like when you're looking through a camera that is unfocused. So, like, you can't see details, but you know what we look like, how big we are, what we're wearing, so you would be able to recognize us and follow us. Neat. <laughs> yeah, you, it's it's so confusing. You are spray painting everything, like, on the way, mm -hmm. and you see, you know, your reflection in front of you, and you turn one of the corners, and you see, like, Tess's reflection just a second before your own, just the way these things are angled, and you round another corner, and... The reflection you see is H219. You all Scooby-Doo style, like, carrot, you, like, run in, and then Tess, like, bumps into you, and then Sean bumps into her, <laughs> and you all stumble into this opening. It's like a little clearing of mirrors. The hallway kind of widens surrounding you, and you hear that the oddity is singing again, but the song seems different. It's darker, and just for a split second... All of your gazes are redirected towards a mirror, and you just barely glance at it, even if you weren't trying to, and you feel yourselves, all of you, being drawn in. Something is tugging at you, tugging at your minds, but also at sinew and bone and blood and veins as it tries to put you in that trance again. The trance where you start moving towards these mirrors and into them. Carrot, I think you are the only one who hasn't had this happen to you yet. Yeah. So you don't, you, you are not practiced at this, uh -huh. so to speak. I will need you to make me a pull. That's fair. But bonus points, Sean and Tess, you've been through this already. Like, you're like that's Yay. not you. So we're fully aware of what a horrible thing is happening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and just like that, we're right back in the danger zone. Cool. 
<laughs> All right, Carrot, like you feel yourself take a step towards this mirror, but you feel like Mothman Jr. kind of like bite uh, your ear a little bit and that stops you. But you turn to look towards Sean and Tess and you feel like you can't, like you are still looking at this mirror and Tess and Sean, you're both gazing into your reflected mirrors and you are all mesmerized by what you see in each of them. Before, H219 had been sifting through your memories for things that could allure you, things to draw you in. But this time, it taps into a different sort of memory. And these memories engulf you all. Carrot, in your mirror, you are thrust back into a memory that you had when you were very young. You see yourself exploring the woods with some of your friends, and you can almost feel the blades of grass press up against the skin of your ankles as you stand at the edge of this ravine. You can hear echoes of your friends' voices as you're daring each other to take a step further. And, Carrot, how how do you feel in this moment? In this exact moment, um, happy. Um, I'm with my, my mates. Uh, we're... We're just being little rascals, aren't we? We're just uh, daring to see <laughs> who can uh, go closest to the edge, you know, who has, uh, who's the bravest of all of us. Yeah, and it's, it's, you're filled with this bravado, Carrot. I feel like mm-hmm. even as, you know, like a 12 year old, you have just this larger than life energy about you. Your heart is like pounding with like this adrenaline. You, turn around so that your back is to the ravine and you're like giving your friends finger guns as you dramatically like take a step backwards and they all like scream and pretend to be afraid and it's so windy up here your like hair is tousled you're taller than some of the trees below you and you take another step backward and then another step backward and for one sickening second you feel the earth crumble beneath you And then, Carrot, you are falling. Wind rushes against your skin. Your eyes water. Your arms are flailing. You turn so that your face is looking at the ground. And you're you're flailing your arms. You're trying to hold on to something, but there is just empty air. And you know what happens next. You remember the crunch when you hit the branches on the topmost trees. You remember feeling the bone in your arm snap when you finally hit the ground. You were okay, except for a broken arm. You know that. But in this moment, in this mirror, it's like your memory keeps being rewound and replaying just that horrible, sickening moment of falling. The ground rushing at you, your stomach turning in this outright panic of weightlessness and you stay suspended in that moment paralyzed in front of this mirror Tess in your mirror oh no H219 (laughs) doesn't have to go back as far you see yourself six months ago you can feel the smooth paper that you're holding in your hand your official notice informing you that you've just been fired from your job you were so overwhelmed that you decided to go to your partner Taylor's house unannounced You and Taylor had been dating for three years at the time, so of course you had a key to the apartment, and when you open the door, Tess, that's the moment being reflected at you. What do you see? At first I just see Taylor, and then I hear a laugh, (laughs) 
and they shift and they see there's another woman on the couch and they're intertwined and what do you feel just like the pit of my stomach just like dropping like I already felt like I was having the worst day of my life and now it's 10 times worse and I just like can't believe the betrayal that is happening right now you're stuck there (laughs) hovering in that doorway your mind stunned into a thoughtless void but your emotions a whirlwind of shock and anger disbelief shame Tess, you know this is what catapulted you to go and find yourself in Brighton. You know you come back from this moment, but back then, you could move, you could leave, you could go home. But for now, you are stuck. Sean. Scared. The memory that H219 rips from your mind and projects is also from six months ago. Just after Tess's memory, actually. You see yourself in Tess's apartment, the place completely disheveled from Tess's days of emotional distress after the incidents that we had just described. Half-open ramen packets and still full mugs of tea litter the end table, and Tess is a lump on her couch, and you see yourself there with her. What did you do in this moment? How did you try to console her? I I brought a new game for us to play to try to... To try to get her mind off stuff. Yeah, like, this was, you know, you came to help cheer her up. This was before she made the choice to run away to Brighton, when she was still reeling from her world falling apart. Run away. Apt choice of words. <laughs> and, like, you tried. You can hear echoes hey, hey, of yourself, uh, like, trying to get her uh, to talk, or at the very least distract her, but you also the, hear when Tess snaps. You hear her, Sean. You hear her say... It's so typical of you, Sean. You just waltz in here with all your games, as if pretending is going to solve anything. Life isn't a game. Some people have real problems, okay? Games. That's what you've got? Your games don't even matter anyway. Nobody gives a shit about you and your stupid fucking board games. Fuck you, Sean. That was the last thing Tess said to you before she left. And you're hearing it again and again, played over and over in this moment. Nobody Nobody gives gives a shit shit about you, Sean. Fuck you. Fuck everything you've been striving for. And you know Tess was just lashing out. And deep down, you know that even if she never actually apologized, you know she didn't actually mean it. But her words are like needles to you, Sean. And... Just like the rest of your friends, they are needles that H219 is using to pin all of you down like squirming little insects. Fab. Fuck. I need you to roll me a d6. All right. Oh, Mothman, save the day! That's a two. Oh, interesting. Interesting. It's the portal to hell, y'all. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Um... So a two uh-huh. <laughs> It's that uh, Mothman Jr. receives an ominous premonition of terrible things to come <laughs> oh, so, oh, no. so Mothman Jr. sees this exact moment <laughs> Carrot, as you are paralyzed and Sean and Tess, you are all as well But Mothman Jr. isn't It's, it's almost like H219 hasn't prioritized the mind of a genetically modified cryptid puffball. That's much to his so, detriment, that is. <laughs> uh, maybe, because 
Mothman Jr. on your shoulder very defiantly bristles up and sneezes. Yes! And you also see him immediately after that, as the dust settles, straighten up and go completely rigid. And that iridescent sheen in his eyes glosses over until they're completely black. And unfortunately for H219, some of the dust got on the mirror you in front of Carrot. (gasps) And in that mirror and in all of the mirrors that you were in front of, the same ominous vision of terrible things to come that's reflected in Mothman Jr.'s eyes is reflected in these mirrors in front of you. And you all see white. A blinding total whiteness that is impenetrable. It takes a moment, but the vision slowly comes into focus and you realize that you are seeing a barren snowscape. And the vision refocuses again and you see a bright spot of blood spattered across the snow and the vision refocuses one last time and you see the door to some sort of building or bunker snow whirling past in this wind and the door is hanging open nearly off of its hinges and that vision only lasts a couple seconds and it doesn't make sense to any of you but In that split second, Sean, you are able to break free of the thrall. Okay. Besides you, you can see into your friend's mirrors. You see Tess, that horrible moment. You see Carrot's terrifying perpetual fall. And you see H219 reflected in the background of all of them in all of your friend's nightmares. And its shadowy form looks kind of distracted like it's concentrating very hard on maintaining all of these visions all at once and all of your friends are trapped but you are free do you help them or do you leave them behind (gasps) there's not a form of the ghost that I can punch is there no it is in the mirror (laughs) you can shatter the mirrors though if you would like That just creates more reflective surfaces. So yeah, what I would like to do is shake them or try to pull them away from their mirrors. And uh, like, wake up, guys. Get get out. Tess, uh, you feel a hand on your shoulder. And it's like, because like you feel like you're in that moment, right? Like you feel like you are in that doorway. You feel isolated and super alone. Absolutely. You're still in that memory, but in that moment, like, you feel Sean grab your shoulder and, like, turn you around, and it's like, in that moment, Sean was there for you. And as you look at Sean, you kind of blink a couple times, and you're, you recenter yourself, and you are in the mirror zone. You're not at Taylor's apartment anymore, and you are out. Uh, Sean, you do the same thing to Carrot. It's like you are you are falling. You are, are hurtling towards the ground that is never going to come to meet you. You are just suspended in this moment, and you feel Sean grab your arm and catch you, and you are back in the mirror zone. Uh, that's fucked. This thing is not a friendly. <laughs> H219 is still in the mirror, so if anyone would like to shave and cream something, now might be a good time. Yes. Yes, I do that. Yeah. That is my instinct. I, I am pulled out and instantly I have... <laughs> Tess would follow suit. And Sean also 
Yeah, it's like a fucking action movie. Like, so you're all back to back, just shaving cream both hands, like spinning in a circle, and Hell you're just like. yeah! H219 doesn't move to stop you. Like, once uh, you were all free of its visions, it just stood there glaring at all of you. And all of its arms are, are, are undulating and moving and kind of waving in this wind none of you can feel. And it looks impressed as you shaving cream it over. And eventually you cannot what? see it. <laughs> get out the mirror. Get out get out the little hand mirror. Get out the, the little one. I it it's out. Yeah, Tesco grabs the bag of dirt and opens it up. I will say, you are not in the center yet. You oh. are very close to it. There is still like a hallway branching to the middle. Fuck. Not yet. Not yet. We gotta I shit. I'm sorry. I thought we were in the center. Um No, it's okay. You, it will be very obvious when you are. Fair enough. Oh. You no. are I yeah, I don't think I like that actually, God. <laughs> sorry. Um but yeah, you're just in this kind of like it's like a little like alcove of mirrors, I guess, for lack of a better description. And you have uh improved a little safe spot. Um and you are all standing there, I would imagine, pretty shaken. Mm-hmm. But, so you have a moment of respite, if you would like one. Take a short rest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Recharge some spell slots, maybe? <laughs> anyway, back to the game we are playing. Well, I think it is best in these kinds of moments to take a mo for yourselves and uh, recenter, you know? Uh, don't know what just happened to both of you. Uh, don't care. I'm taking five. And Carrot, like, just goes and sits down. And Mothman Jr. kind of, like, pops onto your head and is like, Z-Z-Z-Z! and does a little bow and, like, a little curtsy because he's very proud of himself. I, I, give him, I give him some pocket jerky. Sure. Yeah. Why not? You have pocket jerky. What flavor? Uh, teriyaki. <laughs> I think Tess would just kind of look over at Sean, and there's a moment of recognition there for what he just did for everybody. I thank you. How did you? How did you break out of it? So, so really, really, we're just gonna. Keep pretending it never happened, and we're just, like, the best of friends still? Did you... Were you reliving what I said to you? Yeah, it, it was... It, it was worse than it was that night. Sean, I... I can't tell you how much I regret saying what I said. It was all I could think about when I was in Brighton the entire time, and it was so overwhelming that I didn't even know how to begin to address it so you just you just didn't at all you just you wanted to pretend it never happened no that's not what i wanted to do but i didn't even i didn't know how to reach out to you to tell you that i just i am so sorry i it was the depression monster and i know that that's not an excuse but i if i could go back and change it i would well we're a little past that i think although I don't know, these ghosts are in our brains. Who knows what, what's happening next? That was a joke. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm just away from the mic. I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin yeah, the moment. I also did not want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. God forbid anybody hear you in our audio podcast. Oh, that's, you know, all okay, right, that's fair. <laughs> um, look, we've got a lot to deal with tonight. This is something I do want to deal with, though. 
can you at least promise me that we can talk about this? I don't, I don't want this to continue to mess up our friendship. <sighs> um, better late than never, I guess. If when, when things get back to normal, we can, we can talk about it, I guess. Okay. And thank you for rescuing me from my memory. I, I was reliving a moment where I felt more alone than I ever had been. And then you pulled me out of that. That means a lot to me, as fucked up as the situation is. Yeah, well, I know you probably would have still done the same for me, so... Uh, thanks, I guess. Right. That has been five minutes. It is now time to keep moving on. <laughs> I like to imagine that Mothman Jr. on your shoulder just starts, like, buzzing and, like, chirping like a fucking alarm clock yeah. or something. Like... <laughs> So, all right, uh, time to get moving. Respite over, as they say. So what are we doing? We're going to the center. Going to the center. And we're going to spray the mirrors and... Trap this fucking ghost. Get it out of my house. <laughs> I open up the, the compact, and uh, when it tries to get in it, we plunge it into the debt. And run the fuck on out of here faster than you can say Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Carrot, you have the compact. Tess, you still have the dirt, correct? Correct. Right. And you all continue deeper into these mirrors. Still following Marigold's instructions, you keep to the left. You are very close now. Each turn comes quicker than the last as the spiral coils in on itself. Just like before, it is quiet. You are unaccosted until you round one more corner and you do get to the center. In the middle of the mirror zone, you see a metal ring hammered into the floor. It is carved with the same strange runes that you've seen on the gloves and on the other mirror frames around you. And where you'd expect them to spark with electricity, like that electric blue of everything else, they lie dark and dormant. In the middle, you see an indentation in the ground just big enough for the compact mirror. You all assume that that's where it was before Marigold took it earlier that night. Surrounding the central ring are six mirrors, each positioned in a circle and all facing inward. And suspended in them are the victims. Oh. Each of them is standing suspended halfway into the mirror and halfway oh, out, almost shit. like oh no, almost like they are a macabre living-ish painting. Oh fuck! All of their eyes are closed, and they seem to be in some sort of trance or stasis. You see in one of the mirrors both of Amy's two cats, Ghost and Bean, and they look <sighs> asleep but mostly unharmed. You see Amy in the mirror beside oh, them, looking Amy! very, very fresh, and <laughs> her hands are still clenched into fists, and she is still oh, holding a blanket from upstairs. I told you upstairs. to run! <laughs> Amy! <laughs> I mean, she, she did for a while. Fuck. In the mirror beside her, you see Claudia, the real Claudia, but honestly, if it weren't for that green streak in her hair, you might not have recognized her at all. Oh. She is emaciated. She looks so thin, like the underlying bone might pop out through her skin. Oh. But you can see her chest slowly rise and fall. She is alive, 
The same cannot be said for the corpse in the mirror beside hers. Oh. But this is a corpse that none of you recognize. The body is withered, and it is a mummified husk. The skin is mottled with specks of dark green mold. It's life and memory and entire being having been completely siphoned away. And in the mirror beside that corpse... You see Theo. I thought you oh. killed off my character <laughs> no. faster than Claudia, no. and I was about to say some words. No, is it Marty? Uh, maybe. Um. You literally have no way of knowing. Yeah, so you you do see Theo. He looks uh. better than Claudia, but not by much. Um, he is still also alive, but his skin is. Pale and sunken and bruised. Hey, hey, God! Okay. Something I something I did need to mention. Uh, you said earlier that we'd know we we're at the center when we got there. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sold. Sorry, man. You know? I sorry. I really should like, have been clearer with my is dramatic this the center? Uh, Who knows? <laughs> Sean's gonna run up to Theo and try to uh, to pull him out, or at least. See if he can. Ca- Carrot will, of course, cover him with shaving cream. Like, I'm ready to get... <laughs> I'm holding my shaving... Think of it, I'm holding it like a gun, and I'm being, like, like a tactical <laughs> boy. Like, I'm, I'm like, if I see a ghost, it gets sprayed. So cover as in keep an eye on, not cover as in coat. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, wow, cool, cool, you see your resource there, bud. <laughs> so Tess is gonna start, like, covering mirrors with shaving cream. Excellent. We will do uh, Sean and Carrot first. You go to Theo and you're able to pull him out. No problem. Um, It's a very weird feeling. It's almost like, first of all, like when your hands pass through this mirror, it is like your fingers are frozen. It is painfully cold. So cold it almost burns. My good, good gloves don't help with this. Uh, no. Nah. They're not warm. They're not, like, designed for warmth, you know? Yeah, they're designed for punching, not for mirror. They're not even designed for that. They're designed to interact with ghosts. Punching, punching is, is a form of interacting. <laughs> yeah. All right, you. <laughs> but, yeah, so you, you're able to grab Theo, and it's it's it feels like you are lifting him through gelatin. It's very unpleasant, and it kind of sucks at him, but you are able to move his body out of the mirror. Um, Tess, you're right behind shaving, creaming it over and you have you have an unconscious Theo. He does not respond to you doing this. I think we'd keep going down the line, right? Uh, with, with the caveat that we leave uh, the corpse where it is. Yeah, and, and Sean and Tess, like, you don't know who this is. Uh, you get Theo. Are you just putting him on the ground? Are you carrying him? Like, what's the story? Put him in the recovery position. <laughs> no. <laughs> First aid, Christine the, is here. The ground is wet. We can't put him in the ground. Oh. Um. I mean, you're all standing in the wet also. I shaving cream the ground. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um. Talk to me about that. Right so now. it'll dissolve and it'll make it like cloudy so it's not reflective. Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. 
right. All right. I like it. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, Sean and Tess, you work together to get first Amy out of the mirror and then moving over to Claudia and the cats. Um, Carrot, you just bend down and we, you give Mothman Jr. your second thing of shaving yeah. cream and he like sh- squirts it in his face first and then turns it around and helping. Damn it, Mothy. <laughs> We've been over this. I love we have this one thread of adorableness in the midst of like <laughs> ultimate horror. As you're doing this, Carrot, in the center of this water, the shaving cream hasn't dissolved quite as much yet. Emerging from the ground where that compact mirror was, you see rising up H219. Its head is lowered, kind of looking at its feet, but its arms one by one extend uh, out. Uh, and then it, its, its hands were in fists, and one by one they open into fingers that reach for you. It looks up and looks at all of you. <laughs> And you hear this voice echoed from the surrounding specks of glass. And you finally realize that it's using milliseconds of your memories, milliseconds of moments, stitching together your friend's words to form its own. And you hear it say, please let me get out. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got a we got a vessel to get you out, all right, Garrett? We, we want to get you out of this house. Don't worry about it. Just uh, pop in here, and I, I hold out the mirror. <laughs> um. So let me get this straight. Let me let me just see. Let me let me just see if I have this right. This oddity is like, hey, let me let me get out of this house, mm-hmm. right? And y'all are like, hey. I fucking got you. Here is the thing that had you literally imprisoned for eight years. Don't worry. Just come back in here. It'll be totally fine. Pinky promise. He said, please, you know? So it's like if H219 was in jail and like took eight steps outside of its cell and you fuckers opened the door to the cell and said, come come on in. It'll be better this time. Don't worry. Well, when you say it like that, Marissa, the plan sounds silly. As, As you're talking to it, like actually talking to it instead of just running away in fear or hitting it or throwing things in its face as you've done previously up till this point it kind of like tilts its head at you a couple times just like really listening and the second it sees the compact mirror carrot its expression darkens all right all right i can tell that that is not what you want and i put it away while they're like talking to it can like tess i would go over and try and like continue to eliminate places for it to come out of because there's two mirrors left yes and i will say carrot you and uh mothman jr your shaving cream like that cloudiness is slowly like encroaching towards the center where this thing is so in a short amount of time it will not be able to manifest through that but yes tess you go over to these mirrors to try to shaving cream them and it's a bit unlucky that you do that oh is it <laughs> normally i'd make you pull but oops a daisy you're already doomed um as h uh sees this compact mirror and out of the corner of its eye like it turns to look at you tess and h219 bends down and shoves all of its arms into the water and from the remaining mirrors around you all of the hands reach out and grab 
I need everyone except Tess to make me a bowl. Uh, can I? Can I? Can I? In this moment, like I recognize what's happening and like throw the bag of dirt to like one of my cohorts, like teammates. <laughs> like, yes. Oh wait, shit! I should have gone first. God damn it. That's okay. Uh-huh. It's all good. Oh, it wobbles. Uh-huh. Oh, it's wobbling. It's a wobble, wobble, weeble, wobble. Oh, God. Okay, okay, I still okay, need okay, to make okay, a okay. pull for my blindness also. Oh, right? no. Yes, you do. Thank you for reminding me that you need to make two. Oh, no. Why am I so mean? Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Okay, that's, those okay. are fine. Okay. okay. I am okay. also okay. going to be okay. fine. All right, Kara. Yeah, it's it's you can't. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, don't <laughs> you, have, you have a, a moth son. You can't fine. die yet. It's mm. fine. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool oh. and good. Okay, Tess. Th- I throw the bag to Sean. So yes, Tess. You see these arms start to reach out for you, and you throw the dirt at Sean. But real unlucky. Kind of. You don't have as good of a hold on it. <laughs> As you thought you did, and no. I'm pretty sure you said the bag was open, so no. the weight is a little bit weird. So you do throw it. It gets about halfway between you and Sean, and half of the dirt falls onto the ground and out of the bag. Can I pull to dive for it? Uh, <laughs> yup. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, Sean, make me two pulls to dive towards this very blurry bag of dirt that Tess has launched at you. And as as you do that, you know, your other successful pulls for you and Carrot, you see these hands shoot out of all of these directions towards you. Carrot, you feel it grab your safari hat and pull that into the mirror, but it misses you. Sean, as you dive for it, these things barely miss catching you. And Ah. oh my god, I am so nervous. Oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh fuck, guys, guys, fuck. Okay, okay so we can't, we can't have all of you die. Uh. We can't do that. Yes, Sean, you lunge towards this bag and you splash onto the ground on your stomach, almost like a baseball slide. You are able to yes. catch it. Some of the dirt still falls out, but you do still have most of it. Uh, all at once, H two nineteen scoffs. And the hands suck back into the mirrors that they were coming out of and shoot out through, uh, like, different mirrors. Like, there is mm-hmm. one spot of shaving cream that mm-hmm. you missed in the one where Theo was. A hand shoots out of that. One of the hands shoots out of the water as far as it can. But then that cloudiness of the shaving cream overtakes it and that hand kind of sucks back in. And that hand shoots out from a different mirror. And they all lunge towards you, Sean because you were holding the dirt. Please make me a pull. Oh, no, I'm that's sorry. the opposite. Does it know the dirt is harmful to it? It appears to. It saw Tess throw something, and you try very hard to save it. It has the power fair. of deductive reasoning. So, Oh, no. <laughs> Did it make a pull? For this, <laughs> You know, it did. And wow, it's successful. Imagine. it. See, it has like 12 hands. So it's very good for... It's very good at Jenga. Clearly. Jacob, this tower is not uh, good. You can only touch it oh, with one well. hand at a time. But anyway, I am not dead yet. While this is happening, uh, Tess, this ghost has a hold on you. It's like one... Like two of the arms are coming out of the mirror you're in front of, grasping you around the waist. Okay, I have a pair of maybe helpful gloves, so I'm going to attempt to fight back at this thing. 
Excellent. Order of operations. Sean, all of these things lunge at you. All of these hands, these spindly fingers that are too long that seem to almost grow a couple of inches the more that they reach for you. You're oh, able to like, it. roll onto your stomach and crash to that edge of that ring towards these mirrors where the water is cloudy and the hands cannot reach you. Tess, you go to use your gloves to punch this thing and you see the runes start to light up blue and it's almost like a curse has been placed against you oh, by the no. universe. They short circuit and do not work and it passes through the ghost and you end up just kind of punching yourself in your stomach oh, no. and it hurts cool. real bad. Cool. At this time, we'll say, Carrot, have you been shaving creaming the rest of things? Yes. Excellent. The shaving cream water is closing in. It has maybe like two inches from where it will not be able to manifest out of the water anymore. As Mothman Jr. is just dutifully spraying the floor, you are almost done. There is one more mirror that you have to do, and H29C sees you do this. Carrot, make me a pull to get to the mirror before H219 does. Oh, come on, Bob. You, you got, got this. It. I got I this. I, don't I got this. I don't, I don't have to pull too. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, fuck, fuck, oh. Fuck. Okay, damn. Carrot, you you have faced some crazy oddities in your time. You faced the Fresno Nightcrawler. Uh You faced Bigfoot. You faced fucking whatever else cryptid horse shit that you can. Nessie. Yeah, you rode Nessie over the fucking nest. Like, let's go. You're able to cream this mirror just as a hand was about to manifest through it. And as you do, the water becomes fully cloudy. And this thing shudders and spasms. There is only the compact mirror left. You hear H219 scream in the voices of all of your friends, almost as in this last act of defiance. And it sucks itself back down. And as it does, Tess, those arms that were around your waist pull you in as well behind it. And Sean, you go to grab for her, but you are not fast enough. Tess, you get pulled down and you see it manifest in the compact mirror, still holding Tess. Dead. Right, boy? Dead. And we can't... Can we can we can we get her out? Can, can you worry can about that her? later? In your moment of hesitation, Sean, three no! arms shoot out of the compact mirror and latch around your throat. Please make me a pull. Oh, Marissa! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Get him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> okay. Why? Why am All I right, here? Jacob, Why is now more? your second oh, one. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. I have so many regrets. Oh. I hate this. I hate this. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> oh, Jacob. Excellent. Sean, as these things latch around your throat and they clamp down tightly. Two are around your neck. One, it has the collar of your shirt, and they start to pull you down as well. You drop the bag of dirt on the ground. Uh, Carrot will just, like, close the compact, like, real fast. Like, clamp it down shut to try and stop this. Make me one more pull. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here All it right. is, friends. Oh, it. There's just one more. Here it is, There's friends. just one more. There's just it's one far. more. I, you got it. You got it. Be careful. Be careful. I got Sweet this. Lord God, please be careful. Please be careful. Please be careful. Fuck. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sean, 
you feel yourself getting pulled down and you can see Tess's terrified eyes meet yours for a moment as you get inches from this mirror. And then you feel a small like tuft of air from the force that Carrot slams this compact shut. Uh, the hands dissipate immediately and Carrot, you shove it in the dirt, you bury it in there, you close the bag shut. And all of the mirrors around you shatter. All the ones around, all the ones in the ceiling, everything cracks and breaks, and a rainfall of these shattering, twinkling shards cascade around you, almost like music to the floor, as the entire mirror zone is destroyed. <gasps> you have successfully contained H219. Oh, Goldilocks is not gonna like this. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody wake up? No. Fuck. Theo and Claudia and Amy are still unconscious at the what moment. What about the cats? Uh, cats are sleeping. You know, they're right. So the cats might be fine. Yeah, the cats are just Since asleep. They're just asleep. That's pretty normal cat behavior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you see an ear twitch, like a tail, like there's whatever, like 100%. Everyone needs to know the cats are 1000% fine. They're just taking a nap. Like life is good. <laughs> Well, I think I'm good for about two of these people. Can can you carry one? And I think we just leave the cats here and come back for them because you know people first. Yeah, screw the cats. I'll I'll get Theo. All right, and I I go and pick up uh, Claudia and Amy. Make a pull. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're, str- you're strong. <laughs> you're a strong man. You can get both of them. That's fine. Carrot, you take uh, the bag. Mothman Jr.'s on your shoulder. Um, Sean, you take Theo. And you head upstairs and out of the house. Tess. Yeah? You are engulfed with this deep, aching cold. It seeps into your skin. Beneath your skin, it crystallizes inside your bones. The place that you find yourself in is dark and lit only by a dull, very distant blue light. It's like like you are miles beneath the clear ocean looking up at a sun that you will never see. You are sitting, and sitting in front of you, you see H219, and it looks calm, and you hear it say again in all of your friends patchwork voices I'm sorry I just wanted to be free and as you look into its eyes you get flashes of your stolen memories you remember everything about Theo you remember Battle of the Bunks before you left for Brighton you remember Claudia your entire friendship dyeing her hair in the sink moving her into the house but you remember now you weren't just moving in Claudia, you are moving both her and her boyfriend, Marty. Gosh, how how could you forget Marty that they've been dating since high school? You both worked at the bookstore just as long as you'd work with Claude. He was such a goofball. You all got up to so much shit together. And you're seeing all of this in your mind, but you're physically seeing, like, with your eyeballs, the form of H219 getting a little more solid. And that 
shadowy etherealness for a moment takes the form of a young woman dressed in like old-timey colonial attire and flashes of her memories start to mix with yours you remember baking bread in a small house you remember lying in a bed with a doctor beside you and you remember walking through a cemetery decades later almost a century later your cemetery where you were buried where you watched generations of your family come by and you remember someone with an ORCS logo on their arm approaching you shoving you into a mirror and throughout all of this you're feeling so tired all you've wanted to do since you got home was fall asleep and you're having a hard time keeping your eyes open and this oddity smiles at you almost consoling you you're looking at her into her white eyes and slowly everything fades away Sean and Carrot, you take the other victims up from the basement, um, and when you reach like the top of the stairs, like the cats do kind of <laughs> trail after you. They had woken up with all the commotion, and they're fine. Uh, they run around and start <laughs> doing cat stuff. Um, and you take them to the garage? Question mark. Yeah, that's where Marigold is, right? So, yeah, is she still alive. <laughs> I mean, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, so that is where Marigold is, and it's also where about, like, ten other people are <laughs> at this moment. Um, it seems like she's taken your advice, Sean, because all of them are wearing gold shirts with ORCS logos on it. One of them is getting into, like, almost, it's like a hazmat suit, but made of, like, the same material and design as, like, the shit gloves. Like, this may be another prototype uh, <laughs> that someone may have designed. Oh. Marigold is still sitting on the table. She has gotten what looks like more proper bandages. And one of these people in the yellow shirts is, uh, like, tending to Lewis, who is on a stretcher beside her. You see, there's... It's not an ambulance... But it's like, Carrot, if your van got, like, three upgrades and looked much more professional and not, like, not taken care of. My van um, is a piece of art. Thank you very much. I thought you were going to say a piece of ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as as you approach, like, everyone has been, like, running around, like, setting up equipment. Like, she has called in the reinforcements in full force. And when they see you, they start rushing over to you. They take Amy and Theo and Claudia and they, like, move them over to uh, another set of stretchers and start to, you know, work on them. Um, uh, Marigold is on the phone when you approach and you can hear her talking and she looks just so so over life and so disappointed and she says what do you mean you're sending cobalt i thought that prick was still on probation <gasps> fine fine I, i'll have things under control and uh, oh my god and she just like sets her phone down and like hobbles to her feet as she sees you two and them bringing the unconscious amy over what the fuck happened? It what it it where there what da? I think that Carrot would uh would hand Marigold the bag and say You say 
Cobalt coming? Apparently. Is are, are you all right? It, I are, best be off then. <laughs> oh, give me a status update first. Look, I, I where where's uh, Tess? Where, where's Tess? Uh, uh, as the adage goes, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Marigold just like. It takes a second for her brain to register what you mean by that, I think. That's fair. She just looks absolutely gutted. It is like someone has just ripped the earth from beneath her. She has to, like, brace herself against the table, and she just kind of just, like, nods. It takes her a minute, and she says, Okay. Okay. Um, she's, she's in there. You might be able to get her out. You, I'm sorry. What? She's, what? I gesture to the bag of dirt. Okay. Sure. That's, you know, you know, maybe. Let me call Copper and we'll see what we can do. Fuck, I have to call Indigo. Damn it. Okay. Uh, you get out of here before Cobalt sees Mothman Jr. Mm-hmm. And none of you saw anything, right? And all of the rest of the orcs agents kind of turn to her. And they, like, nod and give thumbs up. I give them all, like, crazy eyes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They are all suitably intimidated. Your reputation precedes you, I do believe. Perfect. (laughs) I like to think maybe Mothman Jr. gives, like, a menacing, like, in their direction. Yes, absolutely he does. And uh, the the one nearest you, the one in the hazmat suit, like flinches back three steps. He's very afraid of Mothman Jr. He snaps his scythes at them. Yeah. <laughs> his little pincers. Yeah. <laughs> so carrot, you're dipping. Do you have any like a cool exit line? Uh I don't think so. The I think exit lines are always requested. Okay, bye. You got anything cool to say? <laughs> it's an no. audio podcast. You can't dab on the way out. Like uh, I I walk out the door. I turn around in the doorway to see everyone. And then I raise both of my hands in like a, like one is extended all the way out to the right and like at an upwards like 45 degree angle. And the other one is going across my chest at the same angle. (laughs) And I'm leaning my head into it. (laughs) So Carrot in a 2016 fad dabs on his way out for real. Yeah. All right, yeah, Mothman Jr. also dabs and you just fucking get in your Mystery Man machine like you're welcome. I say, remember that week of paid vacation? You can consider me out of the office. Effective right now. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But yeah, so Carrot (laughs) exit stage right. I'm glad you're happy that your character gets to, you know, waltz off into the night. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Dab on the haters. Yeah. Dab on... You know. Um... Yeah, so Carrot, uh, you will leave to avoid administrative punishment. And Sean, these orcs agents, they, you know, have you sit down in one of the folding chairs. They, you know, start fussing over you. Marigold is uh, sitting beside you and she's looking over at Amy, but she is just completely wrecked. And she just says, I am going to do everything that I can to get Tess out. Uh, it might not be soon, and it might not 
be possible, but I I will make this right. And if it means anything, Sean, I am so sorry. And what about Theo? He's he's like he's there, but he's not there. And as as you say that, not Theo, but Amy pops up on the stretcher and she just pops up screaming like just mid scream just like looking around like she like throws the blanket she was holding like on the orcs person who was looking over her and is just like looking around completely dazed. Marigold immediately like gets up. Sean as you watch them embrace like all the stretchers are lined up in a row right and the people working on Lewis just look very exasperated. They have no idea how to help this boy because nothing's wrong. He's just asleep. Um, but um, you watch them for a minute and Sean, your mind is just blank. Like it's almost like it's not ready to process everything that has happened in the last like four hours of your life. So you are sitting there just taking in all of this and after a couple of minutes you see Theo sit up (gasps) and when he sits up he's like reaching for someone and he looks around and kind of dazed and he rubs his eyes and he sees you across the garage Sean (sighs) I just had the greatest idea for a game (laughs) (laughs) This episode of Dread and Breakfast, sponsored by Barbasol. Barbasol, <laughs> shave yourself. Thank you for listening to Dread and Breakfast. As always, we'd like to thank Eli Schneider for our theme song and original music. You can find him and his band Open Doors on Spotify. We'd also like to thank Grey Voice for the use of their song, The Hole at the Center of Everything. Grey Voice is such an incredible artist, and I'm so excited that they agreed to let us feature some of their work. So huge thank you to them. You can find more of their music on Bandcamp and on Spotify. And of course, thank you to our friend, He Who Must Not Be Credited, for composing the original melody for Claudia's song. All additional audio is credited in the episode notes. And another thank you to our super talented friend, Emily, for designing this story's episode artwork. You can find more of her stuff on our website, dnbpod.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at dnbpod or on Twitter at dreadnbfast. We'd also super appreciate it if you could take five seconds and give us a quick rating and review on whatever podcast app that you're using. And also tell a friend about the show, text them, call them. Mail them a haunted doll with a note about the podcast, however you want to get the word out. We'll be back next week for our breakfast episode. And oh, my word, trust me, you need to listen to the breakfast. Jacob has committed a staggering betrayal and committed to a very good and horrifying bit. And you you just need to hear it. Thank you so much again for listening. And as an extra special treat for making it all the way through the credits, we have a little post-episode scene that may or may not tie everything into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Or it might also just hint at the upcoming season one finale. But either way, enjoy. He had a fucking Mothman. It was just the Mothman. It was so cool. Big Moth? person no, 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 no. it was like a little it was like a like a basketball size it was really cool let's get this over with
Hi, Indigo, it's Marigold, and before you say anything or go on another one of your lectures, I know, I fucked up. But we've recontained H219, and we're in the process of documenting a new oddity currently trapped in a church, and... Yeah, we're going to have another ethics inquiry. But, um, Indigo? Indigo, are are you there? Hello? Hello. 